Welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers. I am your host, Joshua Tracy. And I am Corwin Heller. And today we're going to be talking about uh, really just a continuation of our uh, education in StatCast. Just kind of figuring out what can be done with those numbers, what the hell to use them for, and what we're looking at. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. Josh wanted me to come into this blind, so let's see how it goes. Yeah, I did. In part because, for, for firstly, I think it was just easier since we're both so new to this. And secondly, you couldn't tell me I'm wrong. It's true. I can't. Yeah, because uh, you don't know. I'm fucking dumb. And I don't know. We're all dumb. So we're going to just find out. Let's do it. So I ended up doing a thing with pitching and hitting. Uh, because okay. I just wasn't sure the hitting was enough to stretch it out, mm-hmm. so I found it a different thing to do with pitching. So, do you want to start? Which one do you want to start with? Let's do hitting first. Okay. Um, this was again we're really new to um not these numbers themselves per se because we know what these numbers are, but we're pretty new to like figuring out ways to manipulate them to try to find things. Okay. So. This is pretty straightforward. Um, at least it should be. Both of these things that we're going to be doing, I'm going to be doing, telling you are. Um, it's more so just to see what happens and if they can make sense. And then we can get deeper. Kind of like how we started with um, QB stats, just by doing QB stats before we got into like anything else. Right. So for this, what I wanted to see was how does launch angle... Um, exit velocity, spin rate, and pitch speed uh, change between singles, doubles, triples, and home runs. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So, um, real quick, just just, just for fun, uh, who do you think has the fastest or hardest hit single in baseball so far? Um, I'm going to say it is Vlad Guerrero Jr., it is Giancarlo Stanton, Fair enough. who has two hits this year before he went on the uh, the IL, and one of them was a 117 mile per hour single. Holy shit! Yeah, that must have had a negative launch angle, uh, or pretty close eight. to it. It was yeah. eight. Yeah. Second is Kyle Higashioka, the Yankees' third what? string catcher. Uh, yeah, he had one at 109.5 miles per hour, at a launch angle of 12. Uh, and then Lucas Duda, Eric Stamets, Jake Arietta. No way. Yeah, Jake Arietta, 103.8 miles per hour. He's got them old man strength. Yeah, and that weird pitcher strength. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, fucking go figure. Yeah. Um, the softest hit single of the year. How fast do you think it's going to be? Uh, fuck, I don't know, like 12 uh, twenty nine point eight, twenty nine point eight off from Derek Holland, another pitcher. Damn. Yeah, that's uh. What was the launch angle on that one? Twenty thirty eight degrees. How the fuck did that work? I'm gonna guess it was a bunt that was muffed. That'd be my guess. Okay. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, because that's like really, really soft and a terrible angle. So probably didn't swing. It was probably just a shit play by the defense. Right. That they called a hit. Because pitchers getting hits is hysterical. Fair enough. I mean, it always is. Yeah, actually, there's a lot of pitchers at the bottom of this list. Uh, Joe Musgrove, Zach Davies, Kyle Freeland. Yeah, I see uh, Zach Eflin, Ross Stripling. A lot of these soft hit ones. Oh, that's kind of interesting. I didn't notice that before. Uh, Who do you think? Yeah, we'll just do the top and bottom for all of it. Who do you think has the hardest hit? Um, Double. Um, I have no idea who this is. I guess I won't pick Vlad Guerrero Jr. Um, I'm going to say it's Chad Pinder. Philip Irvin? I don't know who that is at all. I don't know either, but he hit one 111.6 miles per hour. Second's Gary Sanchez. That makes sense. Fucking Yankees, man. Yeah, go Yanks. Um, Actually, I'm curious. who The softest hit double is 68.8 miles per hour. Um, Not too shabby. 42 degree launch angle from Josh Van Meter. Oh, he was uh he was a rookie call up. From what team? Uh, the Reds. Oh, well, good for him. Uh, hardest hit triple. 
Uh, Jorge Polanco. Rafael Devers, uh, 111.8 miles per hour. And the softest hit triple, I'm actually very curious about this too, 76 miles an hour from Michael Chavis. So we got Red Sox on top and bottom. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you could hit anything less than that and be able to wheel it out for a triple unless it's some little league bullshit. I'm going to, if I had to guess for that, I guess it was like, one of those ones that like squeaked by the first baseman and then like bounced off a yeah. weird right field wall and the right fielder mm. fucked it up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like not like an error, but it didn't look good. It's like super clear in my head exactly how that would have played out. Right. Uh, the hardest hit home run. Like Guerrero. Okay, no, no, something has to be wrong here because it's saying it's Hanley Ramirez at 113.5, but I know that Pete Alonso and Gary Sanchez have both hit them 118 miles per hour this year. So that's weird, because I know that for a fact. Do you want to double-check StatCast? Um, I I will as we talk about this, but I, yeah, I don't... Again, I'll preface this by saying we're new to this. Um, and that involves using the very complicated search function that Baseball Savant has, because I showed it to you, right? Uh, you did not. Uh, uh, yeah, actually, yeah, you did. You dude, did. yeah, it's intense. It's yeah. a lot. It's very, very... It's it, something you should have to take a college course for just to learn how to do it. It's definitely something that's going to take us a few weeks, which, like, on the one hand, I really appreciate it because, I mean, you can do everything on it. Like, it will do literally everything for you, um, but or at least let you customize your searches to be as specific as you could possibly want them to be. But at the same time, like, it's so utterly specific that I I'm not quite sure... If I'm like missing a thing here or there, because I think that's probably going to happen, mm-hmm. or um, like like what should be filled out and what should be left blank. So I'm redoing it right now. Uh, I'm doing it as a batter. I'm looking for a home run from 2019, and I want to sort by uh, average exit velocity. Average exit velocity. It's the only option. Okay. Yeah, it's the only option. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Oh, because I have it as an as average instead of independent events. Yes, yeah, so Hanley Ramirez has two home runs, so chances are they're both just really hard hit, and they averaged out to 111, 113.5 miles per hour. There's no other option with that exit velocity there? That makes sense. Yeah, because Gary Sanchez comes in at number seven with 109.6 um, miles per hour for his average home run exit velocity. All right, that yeah. makes so like much more sense. The top of that list is all very low numbers. Yeah, I, I could have set a minimum. Like a minimum of plate appearances, but what yeah. I didn't, I didn't care about finding who had the fastest. I just thought this would be fun to do at the top. Uh-huh. I cared more about the average, so right. it works out fine. Um, you want to try it with like a minimum batting attempt? I don't care. Okay. Plus, I have enough. to redo everything I did, and I'm not doing that right well, now. Well, like just just for own curiosity, but that's fine. We don't have to. Fuck it. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, all right. So anyway, I took averages yeah, for scored, each of huh? Yankees scored. Yeah, I know. I'm trying not to let it affect me. Okay. <laughs> um, I took averages for all of these events, for all um, launch speeds, launch angles, launch speed just being exit velocity, spin rates, and pitch speed. So, as one would expect, at least I, as I expected going into it, you would see um, launch speed and launch angle increasing as the size of the hit increased, right? Like, You'd expect singles don't get hit as hard as doubles. Doubles don't get hit, hit as right. hard. I, I was interested about doubles and triples because I feel like triples is usually more of a defense slash speed thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then home runs being hit the hardest with the highest launch angle. Right. I didn't have any clue what pitch speed and pitch velocity would look like. Do I you have any like guesses? It, I feel like the f- it would have to be... So exit velocity, granted, it's very much to do with the actual, you know, power of a hitter. But I know that based off of basic physics, the faster it comes in, the faster it must also leave the bat. Um, So I feel like home runs, triples, doubles are all going to have significantly higher pitch speeds than singles and anything below it. Well, my friend, we will get into it. So the launch average launch speed for a single is eighty eight point six miles per hour. Average launch speed for a double ninety seven point five. It's a pretty considerable jump, which yeah. makes sense. You're taking out there's no infield doubles, yep. you know. There's no bunt doubles. 
Uh, so that that makes sense. That big ass jump, right? Uh, average launch speed or exit velocity for a triple is ninety seven point eight. So it does go a up. Decent jump. Yeah. Uh at point three miles per hour. You oh, know, it's, okay. I misheard you then. That's fine. Um, I figured that. So, you know, it's an increase. That that's like I said. I I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting that one to be big. Triples always feel like it's either the defense did something weird or Speech the guy's there. just really fast. Yeah. yeah, or you got, you know, Alabardo Mondesi on the on the bases or some shit. <laughs> um, home run. Average exit velocity of the 2019 season thus far, 103.3 miles per hour. That's a jump. Yeah, and that's a full uh, or nearly uh, 15 miles per hour faster than your average single. So I feel like the limiting factor from that is you can only hit a ball so hard at, you know, a low launch angle before it still leaves the park. Right. So it can only be so fast for a triple or for a double without it being just wildly impractical. You can hit a home run as hard as you want. If it's got the right launch angle, it's out of there regardless. So there's nothing holding back those speeds. Yeah, pretty much. I mean... And you also can't really, like, dribble a home run. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I well, that's kind of one of the things interesting is, is you've seen some rockets of mm-hmm. singles and doubles that just, like, you know, launch angle isn't there. They don't clear the walls. And then you see every now and then a towering home run that wasn't necessarily hit fast mm-hmm. it just like had it, the hang time yeah to manage to get out of there so i wouldn't call that a dribbler because you still have to like knock the ball in the air a bajillion right. feet but yeah it's kind of interesting how that shit kind of plays out like how that's just kind of the nature of the game right like there's a difference between hitting a home run to like the short porch in yankee stadium or the low wall in tropicana versus hitting a moonshot in tropicana and hitting it off the roof type deal or the catwalk. Which uh, Clint Frazier did last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was some shit. All right. Launch angle. Average launch angle of a single, uh, 5.9 degrees. No shit. That's just barely anything. I don't even know how... Th- I guess... Probably it's a lot of all negative numbers. straight line drives and grounders. Yeah, yeah. I, think that's what's, I think that's what's killing it. You take, you're getting a lot of like... Um, like I think it's a lot of ground balls, yeah. And so I think a decent number of those are going to have negative um, launch angles, which right. just drags it down so much because that's just funny low. Five point nine degrees. It is hilariously low. Yeah. yeah. Uh, doubles is sixteen point six. So like it's a huge wow. difference. Yeah. Yeah. It's still lower than I thought it would be. I thought there would be a huge jump there. I mean, that is a pretty sizable jump. I think that's one of the other things I've learned about launch angles is that it's not actually as drastic as I think it is mm-hmm. because like. I've seen some ones that I would swear would like be negative by a lot, and they're either like slightly positive or slightly negative. So I think I'm bad at judging <laughs> launch angle off the bat when looking at it in person. Oh yeah, I have no reference or frame of reference at all for well, it. When did you start thinking about launch angle? Like this past off season. Yeah, I think I think Maybe last a little earlier. I think last year or two years ago, whenever like the quote unquote launch angle revolution became a thing. Uh-huh. Um, so I'll say I've been thinking about it for maybe like a year or two. But even then, it's the first year of it's just like, oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah. And then the second year of it's like, oh, I wonder. Then it, as it enters like like your kind of average thought process, it becomes like, oh, I wonder how high that was hit or how low that was hit. And so now I'm at the point where I'm actually getting into it myself, and I think, wow, I'm just really fucking bad at this. <laughs> like, I remember last year, like, there would be articles that came out that were like, oh, so-and-so ex-player changed their stance coming into the season. Like, their stance on how they approach the plate, not like their physical stance, but they, like went out of their way to adjust their launch angle and it's, you know, completely changed their game. And at the time it's like, I don't really know what to make of this or if this is like something that actually will affect how well they hit. And coming into this season, there were similar similar articles that I just took way more seriously than I did last year just because we've seen, you know, we've have a f- almost a full season, maybe more of, the hard hitting facts of it does actually affect this. It's a good little a bit. pun. I like yeah. that. Uh 
Where would am it, I? Would triples. it upset you if I definitely totally didn't mean to say that and it just happened? I think I'd like it more. I'm not that smart. To it was very that. natural. I'm real bad at puns. Hard-hitting facts I think was great. Yeah. Oh, it's a Dropped. hit. Um, what do you think the exit velocity on that hit was? Oh, dude, like not fast. <laughs> um, um, I'm going to say... 65 to 75 miles an hour. I'm going to actually say it's lower than that. Well, I want I, I would have said lower if you had asked me this like three weeks ago. Yeah, fair enough. You know what I mean? But like yeah. now that I've seen like what the lowest, the slowest hit single is 29 miles an hour. So like yeah. I feel like I need to say higher. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Average launch angle for a triple is 20.8 degrees, which is four degrees higher than your double. And then your average launch angle for a home run is 27.9 degrees. Really? So that's a, no, just shy of being 28. Uh, yeah, the highest or the greatest launch angle for a home run this season, 39 degrees. No shit. Yeah, 39 degrees. That That's that's the largest. The largest launch angle for a triple this season is 41 degrees. Huh. Um, that's actually the Michael Chavis one that got brought up earlier. So it was slow because it was only 76 miles per that hour off the bat. And it was, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was probably shitty defense. Yeah. Like um, a pop fly like that going that slow, there's like there's no way that was like clean. Yeah. I, I wonder if it um if it just like, oh, I wonder, does it show distance here? It doesn't. Because that would be interesting to see how mm-hmm. far it went. Because like, I'm willing to bet that's not far. Just like dropping right between, like the shortstop and the outfield, right, both so coming you know together. What? It either did that, or it bounced off the wall, and the um, outfielder like collided with the wall, so he got like a bad, like reroute to it, or right. he just like fuck. If yeah, only it's defense. Like if it's, it's only bad defense. Michael Chavis played in a park that was very small and had a very large wall that made it difficult for fielders to play off of it. And that weird triangle in the middle of it yeah. that fucking sucks. Would, Any, anyway, uh, the largest launch angle, greatest launch angle for a double is actually 50 degrees. So that's the largest we've seen so far. And then the long, largest launch angle for a single is 49 degrees. Yeah, I mean, I assume that's like a lot of loop, like like, uh-huh. a, like a loop single or some shit. I mean, I know in like high school level physics, the greatest angle for like the most distance with like basic velocity tables, whatever it is, is forty five degrees. And baseball has always thrown me in a loop that, in practice, it's actually much lower than that. Yeah, I assume it's hard to hit something that high with that much power to get it to leave the park uh-huh. without having your swing be just a straight uppercut. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think if you angled your swing so much so that you'd be powering a ball at 45 degrees, like really like knocking it as hard as you knock home runs, you would get a lot of soft contact when you miss that would like end up being a lot of outs that aren't even strikeouts, which strikeouts would go up too. Right. Because unless you hit it in like the barrel of the bat, you're probably not going to hit it well enough for it to be a, a good, like, you don't want your swing to be level because then you're not going to hit nearly as many home runs. Mm-hmm. But you'll get good hard contact, so you'll probably get a lot of singles and doubles. And I think the reverse would be true if you did like a pure uppercut. You're so fucking smart. Oh, thanks, pal. So fucking smart. Ah, oh, wicked apples, dude. How you like them apples? You eat beans on Fridays? All right, anyway. All right, what the uh, fuck just happened there? It's Bean Town. Uh, spin rate, uh, this doesn't matter, apparently. Is this like pitch spin rate or spin yeah, rate it's the off pitch, the Yeah, it's the pitch's spin rate. Okay. That, that was um, taken for the hit. So the average spin rate on singles is uh, 2,236.4. Uh, RPMs spin rate for doubles twenty two uh twenty two hundred forty one point eight RPMs. That's a difference of five RPMs. That's nothing. Uh yeah. The um average spin rate on triples is twenty two or twenty two hundred thirty nine point seven RPMs, which is lower than doubles and by two and higher than singles by three. And the average spin rate on home runs is 2,235.4 RPMs, which is the lowest by one mm-hmm. RPM. So I'm just so saying this shit don't matter. The th- 
like granted all of that is probably within like the error range of all of this um but my thinking is going back to like we'll we'll go into the velocity of the pitches themselves but i feel like most hard hit home runs and deep balls are off fastballs which come in the hardest and those have the lowest spin rates out of everything well we'll get into that okay. too fair yeah, enough. i'll come up later i i i think that spin rate might be more useful after having done this mm-hmm. if we talked about the difference between a strikeout pitch and a pitch that got taken for a hit because at that point i'd imagine that a pitch for a strike had a higher spin rate than a pitch for a hit because that pitch with a higher spin rate or the pitch for a strike chances are was either um chances are it had better movement right because then it wasn't going to get hit hard enough for a hit anyway um and it would have either resulted in a called strike because the batter didn't get a good read on it mm-hmm. or a swinging strike because the batter didn't get a good read on it so i think that could be interesting to look at right but um, looking at just for hits I, like, 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 like I did, mm-hmm. I think just it didn't mean anything. Well, I'm just saying that, like, you're most likely to hit a home run off of... Oh, no, yeah, I got what like, you meant. I got what you meant, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, yeah, I, I, gotcha. with you completely, yeah. Gotcha. I meant to add, not uh, not subtract there. Okay. My bad. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. And sometimes. Uh, all right. Pitch speed, the final category for the, for the, for the hitting thing. I feel like this is going to be pretty big differences it's nothing Fuck. it is absolutely nothing really? i thought the same thing it's absolutely so uh average pitch speed for a single 88.9 miles an hour average pitch speed for a double 88.7 miles an hour average pitch speed for a triple 88.7 miles an hour average pitch speed for a home run 89 i'm flummoxed yeah i again maybe this changes if we look at strikes or strikeout pitches compared to hits but i guess for the hits themselves you typically hit worse pitches you know what i mean so you you typically Uh, hit the pitches that aren't placed well or what have you um but yeah it shit don't matter fucking a man i don't even know yeah I, i i had the same thought i'd imagine that much like with the hitting categories, launch speed and exit velocity, the pitches, pitching categories that I'm using for hitting would also increase as they went up. And they just didn't. They were static, if not erratic. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm clueless. I have no idea why this... Like, I don't disagree with you, but I need, like, the exact answer. Like, for my own well-being. I guess for one thing, you also have to imagine how many pitchers throw over ninety five consistently. True. You know, so you're gonna you're gonna get taken based on averages and uh, or sample size there alone. Um, spin rate, I'm still adjusting to enough to the point where I just don't have a good reason for it, <laughs> uh, except for what I said previously. Uh, so yeah, I I I guess maybe we're seeing a lot of breaking pitches that didn't break here. Because those seem to be the one that get done for the most damage because they look like meatballs when they come in, you know. If you throw a slider that doesn't slide, you throw a a splitter that doesn't split, I mean, that shit's just going to kind of hang. Yeah, like that's like just an 80-mile-an-hour, essentially, fastball coming at you. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to guess that's what it is because you're less likely to hit a home run from a 102-mile-an-hour pitch than you are an... 88 mile an hour pitch that just doesn't move anywhere right but it it, i yeah it's tough i had the exact same thought that you did coming into this fucking a right i need to call up like bud selig or probably someone better with these numbers but like someone in charge at mlb or like the leader of Statcast, just like explain this to me i need you to explain it like i'm five yeah, man. Give, and then give, next give, summer, I'll be six. Give me Ben Lindbergh. I want to know what's happening here. <laughs> uh, so then what I did just out of curiosity was I took the lead league, league leaders in each category to see how they'd compared as, uh, they compared as compared to these averages. So the lead league, lead, oh my God, the league leader in singles is actually a three-way tie, one of whom is DJ LeMahieu, so I just picked him because he's a Yankee. Um so average launch speed for a single is 88.6. DJ LeMayhew, 95.8. 
Average launch angle for a single, 5.9 degrees. DJ LeMayhew, one. <laughs> um, average spin rate that of pitches that he's taken hits off, uh, that have been, of pitches that have been hit for singles, 2,236.4. DJ LeMayhew, 2,315. So it, it, that's, that's a noticeable amount more. Yeah. And average pitch speed uh, for a single is 88.9. For DJ LeMayhew, is 88.5. So still indecipherable. Yeah. Uh, but that's interesting. So the league leader in singles in, in, in a tie, but still, uh, hits the ball harder, hits it lower, and hits balls that have higher spin rates. Do you get anything out of that? I mean, I've essentially, my mind's been flipped upside down from this in general, so I don't know how I could just extrapolate that in any way. The harder hit thing, I think, is the most easy to, to kind of right. grasp. Like, no shit, the guy with the most singles is hitting the ball the hardest. But like the one degree uh, launch angle is like how? I'm guessing it's just because he's a spray hitter, so you can't really shift for him. Right. And I I forget who Let's the other two guys know. he's tied with because I, I did this yesterday. Um, but I I would guess that they're not shifted heavily either, and that's kind of where this comes from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah. Let's look at doubles. So right now, or at least as of when I did this, the league leader. Or I guess the MLB's leader, not the league leader, because that would imply one league. Mm-hmm. Uh, the MLB leader for doubles is Josh Bell of the Pirates. There we go. Uh, average launch speed is 97.5. His is 100.2. Average launch angle is 16.6. His is 16.1. Average spin rate is 2,241. And his is 2,306, so that's still faster. And average pitch speed is 88.7. His is 90.3, which is, again, indecipherable. He's pretty much in line with the average. He hits the ball marginally harder than average, but I'd say otherwise he's pretty much in line, right? Yeah, I mean, not, nothing there was out of the ordinary, which is, you know, it's not like there's a huge deviation from anything. Yeah, uh, I don't really have anything to say about it, so I, I, I guess doubles have less noise than singles, which would also play because of what we mentioned with all the caveats with singles, bunts, loops, shit like that. Right. So, okay, I, I, I can buy that now that I've said it. Um, triples. The league leader, unsurprisingly, is Adalberto Mondesi uh, of the Kansas City Adelberto. Royals. Uh, average launch speed, or exit velocity, same thing, is 97.8. His is 100.6. Average launch angle is 20.8. His is 16.5. Average spin rate is 2,239.7. His is 2,207. Average pitch speed is 88.7. His is 90.2. Nothing wild there. No, again, very in line. The launch angle being lower, I think, is a little bit interesting, but not enough that I yeah. have anything to really say about it. It's also not by much, either. Uh, that's a thing I still can't tell. Is four degrees a lot? I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. That's the difference between LeMayhew and average. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Um, so he's in. Granted, there's a lot less triples, and Alberto Mondesi makes up for a lot of them. So he's probably swinging the average a lot on his own. Uh-huh. But yeah, um, he seems again in line because I guess triples don't have that much noise either. I'm gonna be honest. This is just a bit of a non sequitur. I don't think I've ever watched Alberto Mondesi play. I I've think seen I've a bunch maybe of, seen one game. I've seen him a bunch of times because he plays the Yankees, you know, I mean, you six times a year, seven times a year. And I was going to say, and I saw him live in Kansas City, which is really cool. He flies on those fucking bases. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fun to see in person. Like, you you, you get the feel for it on TV. I'm not going to sit and tell you, you got to see him live. Like, it's a fucking, you know, indie band. But <laughs> it, it is cool to see live. Fair enough. Uh, all right, so let's go. Oh, the Cubs just signed Craig Kimball. Weird. Uh, Yeah. Fucking Sorry, Pedro. Pedro Strope. You're out of here. Yeah, pending physical. I wait. I'm wondering what the uh, the details are. That's all right. At the end, I want to talk to you about Dallas Keuchel and whether or not you want the Yankees to sign him as they are the supposed front runners. Yeah, we can get into that later. I'm down. All right, home runs. Thou in the get down. Uh, I don't know. Y- yeah. I don't know. I just thought of it. I said it. The league leader in home runs, at least as of when I did this, is Christian Yelich. Uh, the MLB leader in home runs. Lick my balls. Um, <laughs> average launch speed for a home run is 103.3. Christian Yelich average is 105.5. Damn, I thought it'd still be higher than that. Um, average launch angle is 27.9. Christian Yelich's is 30. 
Average spin rates, 2,200, 35.4. His is 2,266. And average pitch speed, 89. And his is 88.2. So, again, those last two are irrelevant. Uh, Possibly. But he hits the ball on average marginally harder than the MLB's average and marginally higher than the MLB's average. Yeah, I feel like this one makes more sense. Like, I can reason why more than I could with the other ones just because... Christian Yelich just hits the ball so much harder than everybody else. And he has a, a good uppercut swing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a beautiful swing. It's a wonderful left-handed swing. Um, Man, I kind of wish I knew what Cody Bellinger's was just because I watch a lot more Cody Bellinger than I do Christian Yelich for some reason. Um, But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so that's kind of what I what I've got here for the uh, the batting side of things. Any yeah. any final con- thoughts on it before I jump over to pitching? No, because I don't know what I just saw and consumed. So, yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to do more with it. I I <laughs> think looking at the um, spin rate stuff with uh, in regards to hits versus strikes could be could be an interesting one. But I, I'm not really sure what else I have to say about it at the moment. So yeah, let's jump over to pitching. So what I did with this is actually it's a spin rate thing. I wanted to see how spin rate changes for a few different types of pitches. Okay. So and I wanted to make sure that they were going to be um, different enough that it would make a difference. So I went with knuckleball, <laughs> four-seam fastball. Okay. So you get both ends. Yep. Curveball. Yep. And then knuckle curveball. Okay. I can't say I've ever seen a knuckle curve. They're very common. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah, they're very common nowadays. Really? I think some players are just so comfortable with them. So it's not just them. knuckleballers? It's, you know, just a normal thing? Yeah, no, they're very, like Craig Kimbrell has, has, throws a knuckle curve. Uh, huh. James Paxson throws a knuckle curve. Like a, a lot of players throw knuckle curves nowadays. Fair enough. I'm not sure if it's easier than throwing a, a traditional curveball or if it's preferred by teams nowadays for a movement reason mm-hmm. but yeah they are actually a very common pitch nowadays so to do knuckleballs i had to use all of statcast available data going back as far as it goes because <laughs> there's just not a lot of them and even then this is heavily dominated by ra dickey yeah of course i was just gonna bring him up yeah yeah, yeah. um ra dickey's total pitches um that were win for knuckleballs is 28,080. Uh, the next highest on the list is Stephen Wright of the Red Sox, who has 5,471. Holy shit. Yeah, R.A. Dickey was a knuckleball pitcher. Like, that's that was his whole deal. Um, I want to see him go to the Hall of Fame just because he was so different and did it really well. Ah. Uh, he shouldn't. He probably shouldn't deserve it based off of he merits. Phil, Phil Necro, if you ever want to look up uh, interesting life for a knuckleballer. Phil Necro, who pitched for like twenty four years, damn, um, for like a bunch of teams, including like the Yankees and the Braves. Um, he was a knuckleballer f- just fucking forever. Um, he has an interesting uh, uh, baseball reference page if you ever get the time to look at it, which we won't do now. But so. Uh, I, I made a chart, but I'll get into the chart chart at the end. Basically, what I did was I took the average spin rate of each of these pitches, each of these styles of pitches. Mm-hmm. I took the top 10 with a minimum of 50 pitches thrown um, to see what their spin rate was. Um, sorry, let me let me walk that back. I took the top 10 with a minimum of 50 pitches thrown. And by top 10, I mean top 10 by ex-WOBA. So, okay. or sorry, just regular WOBA. My bad. And to see what their spin rate was. So the people who had the lowest weighted on base, um, with a minimum of 50 pitches, 50 of these pitches thrown, what were their spin rates? Okay. Then I took uh, the total pitches in that category. I took the number of... Get out of here. You'll see this in a second. Right, fine. Uh, the number... And then these last these last three are really just kind of for fun. Uh, uh, total pitches... Um, Number of whiffs, which is you know a swinging strike, and uh, pitches per whiff, and that was just for fun. Does Statcast have CSW on there, or is that too recent of a? What is CSW? Uh, called strikes plus whiffs. Oh, I have no idea. Okay. 
I just figured I'd ask, just because. I think you can do it with their, with their. I actually, I'm going to change that. I'm very confident you can do that with their exceedingly complicated search function. Okay. Because it is so remarkably specific, but I have not explored that option. Fair enough. Okay. Um, where did I go? There I am. So, who do you think has the this is no. This is a stupid question. I was going to say, who do you think has the 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 the, the um highest uh, fucking spin rate for a, a four seam fastball? Do you know? You want to uh, guess? F- I'm assuming. No, I know it's going to be on the Astros. Uh, Justin Verlander. Dylan Maples. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is either. I have no idea. Again, this is average because that's just how um, thrown one fastball Statcast yeah. does it. Yeah. Uh he has forty. <laughs> okay. But yeah, his average is twenty eight hundred ninety nine RPMs. Yeah. Uh then it's a bunch of names I don't know. The first name I know on this list is uh Jose Leclerc. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh let's let's just get into the to, to the averages stuff because I don't feel like running through it again. Okay. We're not gonna know. We're just getting used to spin rate. We're not going to know who has the highest spin exactly. rate. Exactly. All right. So the average spin rate of a knuckleball is 1,808.2 RPMs. Okay? Okay. Average spin rate for a four-seam fastball is 2,269.9 RPMs, which falls in line with your fastball hitting theory from the hitting part we did previously. Right. Because if I said that was the average spin rate for a double, you go like, yeah, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Average spin rate for a curveball, 2,458.2 RPMs. That's a pretty considerable jump. Yes. And this one I was really curious about. Do you think knuckle curve is going to go up, down, or stay the same? Uh, I'm going to say it goes down because it, at its heart, it's a knuckle ball. So that was my thought too. It actually just kind of stays the same. Um 2485.6 RPMs. So I don't truly know off the top of my head the difference in type of motion a knuckle curve makes to a curve. Right. That might be the point of the knuckle curve. Fair enough. But yeah. I don't know how it cuz I'd have to imagine that's the difference. I'm, you know, yeah. I have to imagine that the actual movement of the pitch is why you would throw one over the other. Right. Because otherwise, I'm just not sure. I don't know enough about the actual pitching itself to know the difference. I also am kind of new to knuckle curves because I thought they were, you know, extinct. You just found out about them today. Yeah. yeah. So I have no fucking idea, basically. Okay. So now. The, the the best knuckleballers by Woba, do you think their average is going to be a higher spin rate or a lower spin rate? Higher. Lower. Because remember, oh. knuckleballs, we don't want to spin. But it's a knuckle curve. No, no, knuckle. knuckle. Oh, just knuckle. Regular knuckle. Oh, okay. Very low then. Uh, so it goes from 1,808.2 to 1,556.5. That's still more than I thought it would be. I, I Again, uh, I, I don't know... I'd assume this is the lowest we're ever going to see because it's a right. knuckleball. Right. And these are the best guys who throw it. Mm-hmm. So I'd assume, let's say 1,600 is like, wow, fucking low. Right. I don't know what I was expecting. I guess it's tough to see a number in the thousands and think, wow, that's a low number, especially when you're talking baseball. Right. But I'm just guessing that is. I mean, I feel like it's also going to be different Like if we had the – averages if we just did the averages of each pitcher and weighted each pitcher the same but because it's so heavily favored in ra dickies this is basically all just ra yeah so (laughs) like yeah it's i'm not saying that 1500 is not you know a correct answer but i feel like it's not as telling as the other pitches itself yeah our ra dickies actually because i did use a few other pitchers is even lower it's actually 1476 yeah. Well, then what the fuck do I know? Uh, the answer is nothing. You know usual. nothing, Jon Snow. All right, the average four-seamer, as I said, is 2,269.9 yep. RPMs. It stays about the same. 
It goes to 2273.2 RPMs. Um yeah, fastballs like is more about speed and your um spin rate isn't going to affect your speed much. It'll usually go the other way around from my understanding. So the fact that this doesn't move much isn't surprising for me. I did think it would move more. Right. But I'm not surprised that it isn't a huge jump. Fair enough. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Curveball. Higher, lower, the same for the top ten. Higher. It is, yeah. Um, so it, the average of all MLBers who throw curveballs is 2,458.2, as I said. Mm-hmm. For the top ten by WOBA, it is 2,502.3.9. So it... It, it went up. It went up by a decent amount. I feel like I've just seen a lot of like tweets about this specifically, about how um, the top-end guys are just crazy with their spin rates, like especially yeah. in Houston, Trevor Bauer, guys like that. Uh, what What do you think the the top curveball spin rate is? I mean, we have, we have the technology to find uh, that out right here. I feel like it's going to be something like 2,800. Oh, it's but it's so much faster. Is it in the threes? Three thousand three hundred twenty-seven. Wow, who throws that? Dylan fucking Maples. Who the fuck is this guy? I have no idea. I want to add him in fantasy because I feel Look like him he's going to yeah. be really good. After that, though, it is a Houston player. It's Ryan Presley. Okay. Yeah. Um. Who? Who? Av- his average curveball RPM is thirty-two hundred eighty-nine, and then like a bunch of dudes we know, like Seth Lugo. Averages over 3,000. Chris Stratton averages over 3,000. Austin Pruitt and Tyler Chatwood all average over 3,000. Lucas Sims just falling short of that metric at 2,998. So is uh, is this just for 2019, correct? Yes. So Dylan Maples has thrown... He's thrown nine curveballs. Yeah, he's thrown 5.2 innings. Yeah. Uh, Ten strikeouts in those innings. Really? Very good, yep. Zero ERA. Wow. And a 1.76 whip. Interesting. Yeah. So he let a lot of dudes on. I'm missing a lot of walks. Probably. Uh, yeah. I actually have it here. Let's Is he see. young? Um, 27. Okay, that's not young. It actually doesn't give me his walks, which is annoying. But actually, I can kind of extrapolate this a little bit. Now it just gives me the whip. But I mean... There's so little to go off of right now. I would assume walks only because that outrageous spin rate probably leads to a lot of outrageous movement, and that can be tough yeah. to wrangle in the zone. Let me pull up his actual like baseball reference, baseball page. reference yeah, page. I'd also assume that a lot of his strikeouts are a result of swing and miss because of that outrageous movement, but that also was going to lead him to throw pitches out of the zone. So, I mean, that yeah, what's it looking like there? So in Triple A, he has. Uh, let's see. He has 13 innings pitched. By the way, what team is he with? 4.61, the Cubs. Okay. Um, he has given up one total hit in the majors with nine walks. Yep. Yeah. So that's not great. Sounds very Tyler Chatwood-esque, doesn't he? Yeah. No control, but absolute filthy pitches. All right, so just real quick. I just looked at, I just sorted this, this curveball list by, by lowest spin rate, and some guy named Ryan O'Rourke threw, um... One pitch, one curveball, 999 RPMs. A curveball? Yeah, a curveball. <laughs> Ryan O'Rourke? I have no idea. Yeah, 999 for a curveball, which I'm assuming means he just didn't throw it. <laughs> like, <laughs> he just kind of lobbed it. Over. It was an EFIS. They didn't know what to do, what to call it. And, like, it looked like it curved, so... Uh, a 31-year-old relief pitcher. Not much of anything here. Ooh, Chris Davis is on this list. Holy shit. Chris Davis has thrown three curveballs, average RPM of 1,567. I feel like those are... I feel like there are air quotes around curveball when you talk about Chris Davis. I feel like the curve those had are is probably equivalent Dude. to some players fastballs there's actually a lot of position players on this list this is phenomenal like right after chris davis is jesus sucre right after that's uh they have eduardo nunez on this list um fuck yeah dj uh 
Yeah, man. Drew no, Drew Smiley is actually a pitcher. I always forget about him. I always confuse Drew Smiley with Wade Miley, especially because they were on the same Orioles team for a while there. Right. Because um, their names are the same, and they both suck. Yeah, Wade Miley has not been good this year. Cole Hamels throws a very not fat, not high spin rate curveball. His average RPM is 1,999. That's probably something to do with him being like 57 years old. Probably also just good placement. You yeah. know, I'm sure that makes up for it. Anyway, um, so like I said, it went up. It was about 50 RPMs higher for um, the top 10 by Woba pitchers. Knuckle curve, higher, lower, the same. Higher. Yeah, it's also higher. Um, I've learned that about by a similar curves, amount. They're still curveballs. Yeah, so the average knuckle curve, average MLB throws his knuckle curve twenty four hundred eighty five RPMs, and the average of the top ten by Woba knuckle ball knuckle curve ball throwers throw theirs at twenty five hundred ten RPMs. So that's the highest. Yeah, that's the highest of all the pitches I looked at for this. That's- actually pretty damn cool yeah um i'm definitely gonna look into more of what a knuckleball curve is knuckle uh, curve knuckle whatever yeah J- it, no, just it, for whatever. your searching yeah, just for your googles no, later josh 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 that's fuck you yeah. yeah um was there a question in there that i missed or no okay yeah i got nothing then all right so total pitches uh, this is for all of these individual pitches, so there have been 724 knuckleballs thrown in the last, like, seven years, I think is how far back this went. And they generate 70 whiffs for a pitches per whiff of 10.3. That's not great. It's actually the best. Is it really? By a lot. So, why does that seem so much higher to get a... Uh, yeah, all right. Fair enough. I don't know. I feel like I... I didn't know either. This like, is, I just... Yeah. I always picture whiffs as being something... Drastic. Drastic. Yeah. And you remember it more than you do, you know, foul balls or taken pitches and all that kind of jazz, so... Go on, sir. Yeah. Um. Then I... Uh, Four-seam fastballs, there have been 253,000. 1,441 thrown so far this season. That'll happen. That's the highest. And yeah. that, yep, not a shock to anybody not in this room. Uh, they have generated 9,500 whiffs, 9,504, for a pitches per whiff of 26.7. Okay. I mean, I get that fastball is probably the easiest to eye up and make contact with, but the hardest to actually catch up on and make good contact. Yeah, I'm assuming a lot of foul balls here. Yeah. The curveball, there have been 169,668 curveballs thrown so far this season. Uh, they have generated 2,664 whiffs for a pitches per whiff of 63.7. Interesting. So now, I thought I thought, I thought, I thought about this. I thought the opposite. I thought a lot about this. I, I would guess curveballs generate a lot of soft contact. Because the nature of the curveball is to make you think the ball is coming in higher than it would. Right. So you square it up at a higher degree, then it's actually going to come in because it's going to drop. So I'm imagining it's going to hit the bottom of the barrel of the bat a lot. And that you're not going to get a lot of swing and misses, per se, but you'll get a lot of soft contact on it, which won't count as a whiff. I feel like I'm thinking more of taking pitches with a curveball. And like mixing that up with actual whiffs. Yes, no, these are whiffs. Yeah, I feel like if this was sliders, it would be a lot lower. Sliders, I would be curious about too, because I would would imagine yeah, that since it looks so much be, like a fastball coming in. Yeah, I would think that's would still be lower than a knuckleball. I want to say that. I'm just not. I don't know what to make of any of this at this yeah, point. Fair enough. Yeah, so that's just me making random ass guesses out of nowhere. There have been 37,486 total knuckle curveballs thrown so far this season. They have generated 790 whiffs. That is a pitches per whiff of 47.5. So that is a better rate better. than curveballs. Yeah. Sm- I don't know how much better. Significantly smaller sample size. Yeah. Um, I, I guess that's considerable. I mean, 20 fewer, 16 fewer pitches per, per swing and miss, I would guess is better. Yeah. I don't know what to make of that. Yeah, I don't either. Because I, again, have 
we both said I'm unclear as to the difference in um, motion from or movement from the knuckle curve to the curve. I only know when someone throws it because I know the pitcher's repertoire. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... If James Paxton ever throws anything that looks like a curveball, I'm going to say it's a knuckle curve because I know he throws a knuckle curve. Right. And same thing goes for Craig Kimbrell. But if it's coming from uh, Clayton Kershaw, it's going to be a curve because he doesn't throw a knuckle curve. He throws a curve. So I don't... Maybe I just need to, like, look up some YouTube videos. (laughs) But, uh, yeah... I'm wondering what Rich Hill throws because I know his curveball is just absolutely wild with movement. Well, that's and I'd be yeah. more interested in seeing like the details behind that. Yeah, and he, I'd also be interested in seeing his spin rate because mm-hmm. he was a he was one of the first. He might be the, the the first dude to adopt analytics to just elongate the fuck out of his. He didn't break out until he was like 35. Yeah, like he. Didn't he get like DFA'd or a million times? Yeah. He was like in the minors, but like very recently in, still. I think he was in indie ball. Like I think he was like in no man's land. I'm gonna bring up his career. Yeah, while you're doing that, I'm gonna try to find him. Um, on our, he throws a a curve, right? Not a, not a knuckle curve. He throws a curve, curve. Again, I don't know anymore. Ooh, I just saw his name. Come back to me, my friend. Rich uh, Rich Hill. He has thrown 259 curveballs this season. Um, his average, no, not launch speed. I want spin rate and velocity. Oh, and of course, I just lost his fucking name. God damn it. All right. His average spin rate is 2,925. That's that's a lot higher than average. That is very high. Average Especially speed of it is 74.6. Uh, yeah, the average MLB curveball is 2,458. He's throwing at almost 500 RPMs greater than average. That's really high. Yeah, that is wildly high. That's that's awesome. I love you, Rich Hill. Yeah. Go, go, go Dick Mountain, man. Good old Dick Mountain. So let's see. Um, is it like a, just like a team history there on his Wikipedia page? So I went to baseball. Yeah, so it has team history. It doesn't have anything with like indie ball, no, or minor league info, or uh, on Baseball Reference. So I'm just like combing through the actual paragraphs on um, Wikipedia. So he s- began 2005 in the Southern League. Drafted in '02. That's wild. Yeah. Um. He played for the Cubs from 05 to 08, the Orioles in 09, the Red Sox from 2010 to 2012, the Indians in 2013, the Angels in 2014, the Yankees in 2014, the Red Sox in 2015, the A's in 2016, and he's been with the Dodgers since 2016, which is when he had like his breakout. Um, Yeah, that seems like it. Played in Venezuela as well. Um. Yeah. No. I guess he wasn't a, a, a an indie baller. I, I thought he was. Oh well. Still a cool story. Yeah. I mean, like he's been traded for players to be named later. Like he was not a very highly valued player throughout his career, even though he tended to stay in major league organizations for this time, like all this time. Yeah. It's and it's not an uncommon story. Uh, a lot, lot, lot of people find it kind of later on in the game. Kyle Seeger of uh, the Seattle Mariners was a player to be named later. Was he really? Yeah, that's for his cool. uh, the for MLB's first Players Weekend jersey. His the name on the back of his jersey was uh, PTNBL player for to player to be named later. Now I gotta look or up whatever the, that acronym comes out to. But yeah, uh, and got a gold glove. God damn it! Any any final thoughts on uh, the pitching stuff today? No, not really. Um... I like seeing spin rates and this kind of stuff in there. Again, I wish I knew more about it, but I feel like I'm going to read into it more, and this could be a future... I wouldn't say like we'll do a whole other episode on this, but we might be able to look into... like. There's definitely the a lot more season. that can be done yeah, here. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would like us to have eventually more specific ideas when it comes to this. Uh, I'm, I'm happy that we're doing generalizations because it gets us familiar with... like. 
a context for these numbers since um, we just don't have one outside of what we hear on broadcasts. And even then, that context is limited to what you just saw. And if if yeah, I'm looking at Adam Adovino pitch right now, and if you told me that his next pitch was 2,700 RPMs or 2,200 RPMs, I mean, how am I going to disagree with you? No. So to have the numbers laid out like this helps me a lot. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, like, there's... This isn't a stat that you can tally on your box score or something you could see from your living room. Like, this is only because of, like, the track FX, whatever the actual name for the ball tracking uh, system yeah, is. Yeah, there's TrackMan, um, StatCast, and PitchFX are pitch the, FX, the big ones. Yeah. Um, so, fucking way to go, analytics, for being so fucking amazing just finding new ways for us to nerd out to our favorite sport uh yeah i guess that's kind of it for me too this this was a fun one yeah i agree um i didn't know what i was coming into and i am pleasantly surprised by how dumb i am there we go now we know man (laughs) now we know now we have the evidence showing how dumb i am and oh for record i am totally on board with dallas keigel going to the yankees yeah i mean I can't say I'm completely unbiased because I just have him on my bench in our fan, like our super deep fantasy league. So I want him to go somewhere soon. I can't say I think the Yankees need him most out of all the teams rumored to pick him up. Um, I think he'd definitely be helpful for them regardless. I think he's a lot better than what he was last year. But... Keuchel was one of those guys who, in Astro Ball, was a big part of it, really had to change the way he pitched and was one of a, the early adopters of analytics to recognize, hey, I'm a ground ball pitcher. I need to play up to that. Yeah, I was going to say, I think one of the main reasons I'd like to, I, w- I would like to have him is that he seems super coachable. Oh, yeah. You know, he seems like a dude that's going to do what you tell him to do if you give him a proper reason, and the Yankees are a very analytic organization, and I think that makes a lot of sense. So, like, a cool little anecdote about Keuchel. Um, when the... I forget the, his actual name, but when the manager GM of the Astros wanted to sign Verlander super late into... The manager? The general manager. Of oh, the GM. Not, I don't yeah, know, not yeah. AJ, uh, AJ Hinch. Hinch, yeah. Um, but when they were at the second trade deadline and it was like the night of they had Dallas Keuchel call Justin Verlander when he was out to dinner to convince him to agree with his no trade clause to come to the Astros and sign and and uh basically the GM was like Keuchel's the one guy we know that will be able to say what he needs to say to make a difference to get JV to come and he did yeah he signed with like three minutes left to the deadline. Yeah, um, he. Plus, in in terms of fit with the Yankees, additionally, you can never have too much starting pitching. Of course, we it gets said every year for the right reason, and the Yankees were ready to do bullpen days, and we've been doing bullpen days. And if you have another starting pitcher, you don't have to do bullpen days. At least as often. It's, it's just so, so much stress released from your. Relief pitchers and your pitching staff in general. I was going to say, CC Sabathia is going to go back on the IL at some point. I would expect one of our other starting pitchers to go on the L- IL again at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to say it's going to be um, I mean, it's probably James Paxton, be Paxton because he's always hurt. But, I mean, he already had one. He gets weird injuries. Mm-hmm. Any pitcher can get a weird injury. What if Sebi doesn't come back looking hot? Then you got him. So... Yeah. It's not like the Yankees are. It's not like the Yankees don't have money to spend. That's the other thing, you know. It, if I, I would like them to spend their money because I think that the fans want it, and I'd like them to spend their money because it makes the team better. Right. Unlike the Mets. Like the Yankees don't have the same astronomically high Pay payroll well. that they have in the past. Why not use it on a guy like Heichel who has a history of long-term success? Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's uh, let's get out of this bitch. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at JuicingPod. If you want to follow 
or um, check out our website with the show notes for this episode and all previous episodes. You can do so at juicingthenumbers.wixsite.com slash website. And if you want to hit us up via email, you can do so at juicingthenumbers at gmail.com. And until our Monday episode, y'all have a good one. Bye.